Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. How's it going, Larry? Doing good. Trying to survive the heat, but doing good. I know, man. Dude, can you believe we are the year is almost over? No, that's weird. That's yeah, so it's weird. like, where's it all wow. gone? I know everything went by like that. I mean, it's this year was kind of a slow year for us in a way as compared to two years ago, which was the fastest year. But, you know, I'm next year is going to be even busier because of all the other stuff we're going to have going on. But this was a slow, mellow kind of year. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, like, collectively you know we're we're actually working on our audio book and it, yes it's, it's like low-key stuff right it's not so yeah. much stuff that you know we go hey look at us look at what we're doing but it's it's low-key stuff but it's still um it's still good collective work that that we're building for ourselves. exactly and we i am closer and closer to being done what hillsborough road Great. How many minutes you got left? Maybe 20. I know. I know you're on almost the last, the last kill, right? Yeah. Yeah. And is that before the kids? I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Now here's the thing. My next script is done and I know this isn't going to happen, but my dream in life would be to go to the premiere of Hillsborough road, which will be in Texas leave from that, get on a plane, land back in Jersey and drive right to set for the next movie. Exactly. Exactly. So Larry, one thing with me is I like to say that I'm a combination between Wes Craven and John Hughes. Uh And one of my goals, you know, what the end of this year and into next year is something I'm calling. Sometimes I call it the tri-state initiative. And sometimes I'm calling it the youth initiative where we're going to focus on young up and coming actors, actresses, filmmakers, musicians, because the only way this industry is going to try go places, because I don't know how to say that word, is if we focus on young talent. So I was on backstage looking for people to interview and this one actress really stood out to me. So I went down the rabbit hole of watching all of her demo reel stuff. And I was like, holy cow, she has got a lot, a lot of talent. She directed a very cool short film called Tarot. And one thing I've noticed, a lot of young actresses now are doing the uh, We All Want a Matter scene from Birdman. And she did it really, really well. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to shoot my shot and try to get her on the show. The worst she could say is, you know, email me back saying, stay away, creep. But she decided to respond. And ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Mary Blake to the show. How's it going, Mary? It's going well. Thanks for having me. How are you? Doing good. Thank you again so much for deciding to come on. Yeah, I'm super excited. I've never been on a podcast before. Really? Do you listen to podcasts? 
I do sometimes. Um, I'm I'm a big music listener, so usually when I'm driving, it's it's music. But um, I have some friends. My roommate is really into podcasts, so she's always recommending things for me. All right. Now you mentioned music. What are you usually blasting on your Spotify? Ooh, it's eclectic. You know, it's it's like I'm afraid to put playlists on when I'm with other people because it'll go from hard rock to musical theater or something. I love that. For I... everyone. Love that. My when Spotify sends out my list of, you know, at the end of the year, I'm always a little weirded out by my choices. It's like we go from Kansas, Wayward Son as my most listened to, then MGK Emo Girl as my third most listened to. So yeah, I'm I'm like that also. Definitely. I always have Taylor Swift at the top of my of my Spotify wrapped. And I love her. I just went to the concert. Really? Oh, how what oh, what body amazing. part did you have to sell to get a <laughs> ticket? It was crazy. I, I think I spent like five hundred dollars on my ticket, and I was in the back row, the very back row. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, was it here at um the the the, the MetLife? It was at MetLife. Yeah, I went oh, with okay. a friend from um someone I met on a film. Actually, it was really cool. Very cool. Um, Larry, I don't know if they're doing this in Texas, but the news here was warning people to not go near MetLife Stadium where the Giants play. They were like, don't try to tailgate. Just do not go in the area. Oh, because of Taylor Swift. Yeah, because of the traffic. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Taylor, I kind of got into Taylor Swift with this one. So her new album. So it's good. We're going to get into you in a minute, but I like her country stuff more than her newer stuff. I don't know why. Oh, really? Her her beginning stuff. Yeah, it has nostalgic value for me now. Oh, are you are you looking back now on entertainment like things you grew up with as nostalgic? Isn't that weird? It's very strange. I guess I've been around long enough now, but um, I remember I, I still have her first album on CD that my dad got. Oh, from wow. Maybe. That's yeah. Cool. That is very. so cool. So yeah. let's start from the beginning. Um, What gave you the entertainment bug? Because you're a triple threat. You sing. I think you do dance also, correct? I do. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, I started when I was really young. I, I'm from New York City originally. I was born here and okay. I had an older brother and he got into child modeling pretty young. And my parents were like, okay, well, Owen's doing this. Why don't we put Mary into it too? And I had a lot of fun <clears throat> doing that and really enjoyed being in front of a camera and performing. And eventually I, I got into singing and I watched Annie and I watched Annie again and again and again. And I said, I have to do this. And my mom took me to a local audition once we moved to New Jersey and the rest is history. Now, was it Broadway first or was it movies first? It was the movie version of Annie with Aileen Quinn. That's what started it all. Um, and I think, the, Which one was that? What year did that come out? I can't remember. I want to say the 80s, but I don't know the exact. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I always like the right? Disney remake more. That's like my favorite Annie, but go on. Yeah, no, um, I did musicals first for years growing up. I was very lucky to have a theater near me, Music Mountain Theater in New Jersey, and they do great stuff and really felt like a second family to me growing up. So theater definitely feels like a home even now. But it, it was not until college that I started to get more into film acting and just movie making in general. Um, 
I would really, you know, love to direct something bigger than I've done so far. I definitely have that interest, but um, it's kind of on hold right now because I've been so focused on the acting aspect of it. Okay. Um, what move other than Annie, what movie would you say or actress was your inspiration? Hmm, that's a great question. Probably, I think Anne Hathaway, because um, she's from New Jersey, sort of, I think she's from New Jersey. She definitely did summer programs at Paper Mill Playhouse, which I did one year, and my mom was saying to me, you know, Anne Hathaway did this, you know, you could have a career like her one day, and definitely cite her as someone who's inspiring to me with Devil Wears Prada. I love Classic. those movies. Yeah, Legally Blonde, you know, all of those kind of chick flicks from the early 2000s. Um, I just love them. I love how these women can be so strong and smart, but still be really feminine in some ways. And I think I identify with that. You know, I've been going through this nostalgia kick. Um, I'm only 24, despite what my, you know, identification card and birth certificate say. For some reason, though, I've been really nostalgic these past few year or two, even more so with the early nine, the late 90s and early 2000s, because movies took so much more risk back then, you know, it wasn't all IP, it was original properties. And Anne Hathaway came out right in that time when you can do like romantic comedies and I think they're calling them now new adult, the new adult genre, as opposed to the young adult, which is more towards teenagers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she is a, a great actress. I've always been a fan of hers. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, done so many incredible things throughout her career. If I could steal someone's career, maybe it'd be her. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Um, what plays have you been in so far that have been like your favorites or, you know, movie roles also? Sure. Um, let me think. Plays. I've gotten, I've been really lucky to have a lot of very cool, very diverse opportunities. And um, one of, the, I think the first play that I did in New York City was with a group called Wolf's Mouth Player Company. And um, they just had a reading of a, a really awesome play that they're working on. And the play that I did with them was called A Very Great Mischief. And it was a queer take on Cyrano, which was very fun and different. Okay. Um, and um, it's just, you know, it's a farce and it's mayhem and people are confusing people for other people. And so it was, it's very fun. I love doing comedy. Um, you know, I think coming from a background in musicals, comedy comes very easily to me. It feels familiar. Um, but um, right now I'm working on a play off Broadway called Shadows. And that's the total opposite. It's very dramatic, very, you know, covering topics of mental illness and death. And so oh. that's kind of new ground for me, I think, in some ways. Um, this is a question for both of you, because Larry is an actor and filmmaker. I'll start with you, Myra. Now, theater, we all know it's, uh, um, for those of you who are listening, maybe you're not in the film industry, theater acting and on-screen acting are two completely different things because in theater you have to project to the back of the audience while film acting is more subtle um is it hard at times to switch back and forth from the different types of acting definitely um i you know it has been a learning curve for me again coming from doing theater growing up and Sometimes you get to work with people who really are really great at sort of 
being big, but also having that nuance and subtlety that makes it naturalistic. And sometimes you're doing community theater and people just are doing it for fun. And so it's very over the top and, and it's, it's a great time, um, but it's definitely tough sometimes growing up with that kind of example to rein it in and find what feels more naturalistic and realistic. Um, and it's, it's something I'm still learning how to do. And, but I think the more I do theater, the more I do film, I think they really complement each other and, and help improve the other one. Hmm. Larry, same question. Um, I, I think I definitely, cause I love theater. Obviously that's where kind of everybody starts, whether you're in high school or middle school. And then um, I, I love theater. Uh, I think once, once you become accustomed and you get to know yourself. How long have you been acting, Mary? On and off since I was maybe five. Whoa. But but now let me ask you this professionally, because I know at five, but but like actually going like because you're in the city, right? You're in New York yes. City. Yes, I how am. How long have you been like really studying it and hitting it hard? Sure. Yeah, I think I first started studying acting seriously, I guess in college. So maybe 18, 19. Um, before that, it was, I mean, I, I was lucky to have experiences at regional theaters, um, the Walnut Street Theater, Paper Mill Playhouse, I said earlier. So yeah, here and there, but I, my interests were so shifting growing up. I don't, yeah. I took it super seriously until I got older. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know once, once I got to know myself as an actor, because like, and I don't know if, if people that aren't in like doing acting, they don't really understand. And to me, it's like two different people, right? There's your outside life and then there's your creative life, your actor life. And, and once you kind of learn how to separate the actor life from your, your regular everyday life and you become accustomed to knowing how to turn off your theater, your theater actor, as opposed to your um, film actor, um, it becomes a little bit more manageable. But I remember, cause like I, I grew up in Los Angeles, right? Right after high school, went to college um, for about a year here in Texas, then went to LA and man, I've always wanted to, to go to New York. To, to do the acting thing. Um, maybe it's because of the love of, of theater and stuff. Um, but I, I, I like going off on little tangents, but I, I think it's, I think it becomes easier to kind of switch gears um, going from theater to film. But it's like what you said, Mary, it's very, being in theater helps, I think, being a well-rounded actor in general. Because once you learn how to, to act for the camera and you rein it in, you already know how to project it out and you feel it in your body. But then you just bring it to your face and you bring it in in your whole body. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, is, it is different. And, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this right now have aspirations to be an actor you know and whether you're in the middle of america or whether
whether you're closer to New York or Los Angeles, I think it's I think it's very important that that we give a sense of of how it is growing up because and you're just in New Jersey, right? Yeah. And and so you're just over over the um over the river, I guess, right? <laughs> yes. Um what would you say to somebody that is listening and going, man, I don't know what I should do. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence about going and pursuing a career in acting. What would you tell them? I know that's a weird, cause we're kind of shifting gears, right? But it's a great question. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing I would tell them is give it a shot. You know, I don't think I, I, I think the only things I regret are the things that I don't try. And I think if you're thinking about being an actor and you think it might be good for you, then absolutely try it out. Yeah. Um, and then I think my next thing I would say to them is take every opportunity you're able to um, find what works for you. I mean, I do definitely know some actors who they like doing film acting and theater is not their thing and that's totally fine. Um, but I think it takes some experimenting to find out where you want to be and what you want to be doing. So take every opportunity, see what you can learn. I'm a believer that you can learn from absolutely everything and everyone you meet. Um, so yeah, do everything, do everything you can. I dig that. I dig that. Um, what about your acting? Um, cause they have, uh, what, what do you bring to the table or what do you like? What, uh, what mm -hmm. acting do you like uh meisner i have Adler? done i've done meisner i did a lot of meisner in college and i love it and i've been saying recently actually that i would really like to take some meisner classes just to rush up on it do some repeating i think it's very fun um i i took one class at stella adler and i definitely really like that too i'm reading her book right now so i think i'm pulling from a lot of places anything i can learn yeah, spoken like a true actor. I, I think, you know, because there's actors, it's like you said, there's there's people that want to either just do film or just do theater, which I, I absolutely understand. And then there's some people who just go, well, I just do Meisner or I do, you know, like Stella Adler. And I think you really have to kind of pull from everything. Mm -hmm. um, what What has been your experience on set as an actor um how do you how do you usually get yourself to a point where you're good to go like whether it's an emotional scene anything yeah that's a great question um prep work before i even get to set i so i was an acting major in college but i also was a creative writing major and i'm still a writer um a lot of poetry at the moment but plays and screenplays in the past and so i think there's a part of me that has this really deep imagination and getting things out onto the page helps me really specify things and and i think as it's always said specificity is what you need to make good art and I think, you know, for acting, if you can really visualize it in your head, then you're going to feel it more. Yeah, definitely. And you brought up creative writing because obviously Eric is, uh, he's a writer. Uh, what, what is your process? And because mm -hmm. I'm not a writer <laughs> at all. <laughs> 
but I can almost imagine, and Eric, this is a question for you, is when you write poetry, and Eric, have you ever written poetry? God, no. I think one once, but it was because I was extremely depressed and needed to get my feelings out. And it was a very depressing thing from what I remember. Did it work? Like trying to get it out? No. Oh. <laughs> no. It just made me more depressed. <laughs> well, Mary, as as a writer, doing poetry, because I think I think as a writer, it still kind of goes in line with whether you're doing poetry or maybe as you're writing a book or a screenplay or a play in general, it all kind of comes in the same form. It's just segmented how you want to do it. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it does. I, I often feel like I struggle sometimes with writing because I feel sort of bottlenecked where I have all of these ideas. And then I think, what is the best way to present these ideas? You know, should this be a poem or it could be a screenplay or it could be a play. And those two are obviously very similar, you know, um, and so sometimes I get stuck before I even start because I just, I don't know what the best medium will be. Right. And this is a perfect question because Eric, you and I have talked about this numerous times is about writer's block. And I think that's probably the hardest part for even a filmmaker, right? Any kind of creative on trying to decide what idea and where to start right? With your idea. Um, uh, Mary, I'll ask you first, how do you go about segmenting and deciding what you want to work on? And how do you how do you begin? Because I think that's a, another creative person dilemma is I have all these ideas, I just don't know what to do, where to start. Sure, I think at the moment, my strategy has been, I have this running list. It started as a uh, note in the notes app on my phone, and now it's sort of moved to, to Google Drive and Google Docs. But anytime I have an idea, I just jot it down in there. And so it's with me at all times whenever I want to use it. And lately, what I've been doing, I just have been telling myself that I just have to start. You know, if I start, then at least I feel like I've accomplished something. And so I've been going into the Google Doc, looking at what ideas I have, sometimes just choosing one at random and writing it in a different Google Doc, using it sort of as a prompt, maybe taking some other ideas that I've had recently and just seeing what I can come up with and whatever feels right in that moment as far as medium. So maybe it starts as a dialogue prompt. And so I'll say, okay, let me just try making this into a screenplay and seeing what happens. And it doesn't always turn out great, but sometimes I, I find something. That's, cool. That's awesome. That's cool. How about you, Eric? Um, I have three things I go by. I do have a Microsoft Word file of all these log lines for different stories. And it can go from my main genre, which is, you know, teen horror movies, family movies. But I also, like I told you, I started this new thing I've been doing. Um, my favorite form of music is pop punk, like bands like Blink-182, which is, you know, not, it's tongue-in-cheek cheesy, but there are rules to it. So I'm starting what I call the rules of pop horror. And, you know, I think, well, does this idea fit these criteriums that I've made? And then I, I've talked about this a lot, 
my writing process is I start with the log line on pen and paper, then my pen and paper outline, then from there to my index card outline, then from my index card outline to another paper and pen outline where I'll add some dialogue. Then finally, after that, I open final draft. I do that because in the outlining process, I want to know what you think too, Mary. I'm able to get rid of my writer's block. And I'm able to, you know, I, I hit those, I fight those battles right then and there. Like what one of my shorts, the one I don't talk about much because of the heartache it brings me to Percipient, which ended up doing kind of well. Um, we have a blind psychic in that character. And I didn't know she was blind till I did my second paper and pen outline. It was like, man, how messed up would it be if she was blind? And that's that's just my process. Um, do you outline, Mary, or do you just like are you a pantser as it's called? <laughs> um, I've had both approaches, I think, depending on what I've been working on. Um, in college, definitely was outlining a lot. It's not something I've been doing recently, mostly because, like I said, I just want to try getting something down on the page and seeing what I can come up with. And it's in some ways, more of a writing exercise rather than I'm expecting to do something with it in the end. But um, I think when I do want to have this final product in mind, outlining is very, very helpful. And, and when I was doing tarot, I definitely had an outline for that. Yeah, tell us more about that, because it's a you did a great job of making something super short to the point, no dialogue, which I my short her name was samantha is that you know there's hardly any dialogue there's a radio voiceover but there's i couldn't afford a sound person that's why there's no dialogue in the movie what made you decide to go that route with tarot so it, it started off sort of as an acting exercise actually as um part of the practical aesthetics um school of acting and acting teaching. Um, and there's this, this thing called the essence of music, where basically you start with some kind of song, usually a song, I think, that doesn't have words. And then you build a story from there and you see how the music is affecting you and where where's the climax of the song and all of these little nuances within. And it's about really finding a point of view as an actor. And so I love horror movies. And so when I was thinking about making an essence of music, I knew that I wanted to do something scary and spooky. Um, so I found this music on Spotify just from listening to random soundtracks. And I thought, this is this is cool. Let me try something with this. Um, and, and then I had just gotten some tarot cards. So <laughs> there's the inspiration for you, just putting these two okay. sort of random things together. And... Um, the song, I think it's like five-ish minutes, and it was a fun experiment to see how I could fit that that little story within it, um, using the music as a guide. That's awesome. Well, now that I know you're a fellow horror movie fan, as you look at my background and heard me talk, I have to ask the question, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> it's a hard question. I think I love different ones for different reasons. I think some of the ones that have scared me the most in the recent years have been the Insidious franchise. I think the I can't wait here. for part five. Yeah, I'm same here. I'm really excited. Um, I think I, I love indie movies in general. And so um, 
It follows. I love that one. Very that was cool. Good. Yeah. yeah, the sexually transmitted demon is right. pretty much the story thought? of that. Um, with me, I like it follows. I don't like A24 because oh. it's just I don't uh-huh, like the, I don't. Um, when we did our, our slasher movie, Hillsborough Road is set in the 80s, and one of the big things was me pretty much bad mouthing um A24 and elevated horror as much as I could in interviews. It was a gimmick also that you know wild people up, but I don't, I mean, they're good movies. Ari Asher is an amazing director. He's the Wes Anderson of horror movies, as some people have called him, but I don't know. I just, I saw Midsummer in theaters, and when I left, I was like, what did I watch? Did I like it? Did I not like it? And Hereditary is the, the ending, I will admit, scared the pants off of me. But other than that, it was like just do a family drama. But that's me. I like more the Blumhouse is my favorite, favorite production company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do some very scary stuff. I, I always yeah. enjoy watching them. Yeah. Eric's a slasher guy. Um. Yeah, no, that's the, the bulk of what I watch is 90% is slasher movies. is Hallmark and Talking Dog movies, and the rest is Simpsons reruns. And no, and wrestling. Wrestling, Good mix. Yeah. Uh, Mary, and I think what you kind of said was I find it super fascinating because as, as a creative person, especially as now a filmmaker, um, is it easier for you to to be an actor? Yeah. As, as 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 a director and and seeing and directing, you know, other actors, do you have a better sense of yourself as an actor? Yes, and I think I also have a better sense as a director or, or as, yeah, I think it works both ways. Um, I think as an actor, you really just want to give the director what they want. And I think, you know, a lot of my journey as an actor has been learning how to sort of take what someone's giving you and reinterpret it and figure out, okay, they're asking for this. How do I, how do I give them that? Um, and I think being a director, having worked with actors, you sort of, you want to extend grace to people. And I think it's about collaboration too. I think sometimes you say things to an actor and then they take it one way and then they do something that's great and it's even better than you you could have hoped for. So I think staying open to things as a director, I don't want to go in with too many ideas, uh, solid ideas about what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those preconceived notions, I think, because, you know, and as, I mean, as a, a filmmaker, you do you kind of want to think about what you're going to do but you really have no idea like what what the day will hold when you shoot and i know i know when i do that and when we did it with uh hillsborough road we would we would we would kind of go in and go okay this is what we want to do this is maybe how it should look and then we got on set larry was the the dp producer and actor i had all the directing and writing responsibilities yes Yes. and and you know 
I mean, <laughs> what was it? Uh, the best laid plans. What is it? <laughs> yeah, well, I like Mike Tyson saying, everybody's got a plan till you get punched in the face. <laughs> right, right, right. And when you get in there in the middle of the night and it's like four in the morning and you still have, you know, five pages to shoot, what do you do? Do you just go with it and figure out how to get it done and shot and make it make sense? Or do you want to stick to your guns and be like, no, I saw it like this. It's got to be shot like this. So which I just want to point out, I was not like that at all, <laughs> at all, like, at all. Like, but, but see, that's that's the thing. I think when you're when you're a good director and you want to collaborate, you listen to people, you listen to people and. And as as they're talking, you know, because I'm a very visual person. So like if somebody tells me about their book or, you know, we're trying to dissect a scene of how we should. I'm thinking in my head, OK, here's what they're talking about. Here's how I have to set it up and do this and do that. And you come to an agreement where it works for everybody. And I think I think you're absolutely right, Mary, is it really comes down to being open and that collaborative effort, right? To put all that stuff together. How do you, do, okay, now being a filmmaker, um, do you have a team? I, I am very lucky to be surrounded by lots of people just from being an actor and you meet lots of people on these sets and, and um, Instagram is now my best networking. I, I follow everybody when I leave and then like, you know, can talk to them afterwards. Um, and I have been saying to friends recently, especially that I'm thinking I really want to write a screenplay and do a short because I, you know, I, like I was saying, I think working as an actor and working with lots of different directors, I've picked up on like things that really work or, or ways that I could improve my own directing and communication with other people. Um, and so I, I really want to step into director's shoes and writer's shoes again and, and make something. And I, would like to think that when I when I reach out to people when I have the call that people will answer for me um and I I definitely want to work with these people because everybody I've worked with has been really great yeah they will I I, awesome. I I have no doubt that you know they will they will enthusiastically go when and where and I'm there what do you want me to do I'll be the actor. I'll be the boom holder. I'll hold the light. I'll fit. But 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 that's how you know that people actually love it. Love what mm -hmm. they do is when they go yes, when and where, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you know as as you grow as a filmmaker, because I think you have the acting thing, and now it's just you know just being on set more, and you know all that stuff, especially I guess on film more than anything because because you're in like the theater capital of the entire planet right and and that that to me is like really freaking cool um but i think you have the the the, the stage thing it from what it sounds like down and I, I know you have like the uh the film thing but i think as you develop and and you get more accustomed of you know, looking through the lens of a video camera or your cell phone, right? Um, I think that's where that's where the real fun begins because then you just kind of like go, let's just go do it. Let's just go do it. Um, what did you shoot on? 
I, so for tarot, I was shooting on my phone. Um, and I, I yeah, and I was in college, so I had no budget. I, I was like taking apart, I was at my mom's house and I was taking apart lamps to have practical lighting and figure out how to make it work, um, which I love. And I, I think even on indie cinema projects where there is a little more of a budget, there's always this feeling of, okay, how do we make it work? What do we have to do? Um, and there's just such a, such a sense of camaraderie among everybody to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't ever lose that, that sense of, that sense of, don't let it get old. Even, even with the budget and you have lights, you have this, it's not, it's, it's what you see in your head, right? It's, it's the shadows. It's what's in the background and what can you, what can you light different? What can you do different? And that's the whole, the beauty of doing things and putting together film and making it look like what you see in your head, right? Because when you shoot, it's like, yeah, let's just turn on a light and go. And then as you do it more, you're like, now, how can I do little subtle things? How can I make this different? How can I make somebody look at what I'm doing and kind of read into what I'm thinking? How can I, it's just, it's just, it's a very, very cool thing. What you're doing is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are the times you're going to look back on when you're, yeah. cause you're going to go on the bigger and better projects. You're going to look back at that time and go, man, that's back when it was fun, when it was cool. <laughs> these are the these are the times that you'll look back and go remember when we did that remember we only used a lamp light remember and and it becomes it becomes special and then you know you get to where it's a nostalgia thing like you're listening to music and you go let's go do something like that again let's just be brave and go do it you know because being a filmmaker being a creative person writing a book doing music is so subjective right everybody's going to have, they're either going to like it, they're going to have something wrong with it. But the main thing is, is when it comes out, that's art. Yeah. It's, it's a really beautiful thing. And, and, you know, Eric, you and I talk about this all the time, obviously with Hillsborough Road. Like I haven't seen it and I know you're editing it, but it is what it is. Right. And for better or worse, we actually shot a horror movie, right? And Mary, you shot tarot. And it really, this may sound really bad. It doesn't matter what other people think of it, you know? Because that's you. That's, that's, that's an extension of you. So I don't know. I, <laughs> this is deep because, because yeah. it's so important, I think to to talk about the stuff that goes on with filmmakers in general and young filmmakers in as well filmmakers and actors i should say is don't stop putting yourself out there i think that's the whole thing yeah yeah and you know what's what i admire so much about you is since you run the gamut i think of you more as an entertainer because, you know, you do acting, you do writing, you direct, you do sing. 
So that's when I feel like as the I feel we're gonna be talking more. I'm probably working on something eventually. That's what I right over the like you guys are right over the water. <laughs> that's freaking I so know that's but again, you have to understand, and I'm sure Mary will agree to this. People think people in New Jersey always go to New York, but this is how it happens. I'll put up the clip, you know, friend from out of town calls. Hey, maybe we'll go to New York, person in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, man, let's do that. <laughs> it's one of those things because the toll, it's like, what now? Is it $25 to get into the city? It feels like it. If it's not, it's something like that. Oh, man, it's that's why I take the bus when I usually go in. It's like $7 as opposed to, and then parking bus. is a nightmare. But then mm -hmm. I think about the food and I'm like, Man, going to cats right now would be awesome. <laughs> Mary, what is what what are you currently working on and what's next? Currently, I am working on a play uh, called We're Here, and it's going to Harrisburg Fringe in like next week, where it's pretty soon. It's coming up now. Um, I I'm very excited about that one. It's with some people I met um, in the MFA program at Columbia. And they're amazing and the play is wonderful. Um, in terms of film, I just finished this past week shooting a sci-fi horror comedy, maybe I call it. Okay. Um, it was a very cool experience. It was the first time I'd ever shot on one of these LED sound stages. It's a big semicircle. Oh, cool. like 20 high. It was very cool. Um, like nothing. I know like they use on um the Mandalorian is That's what, what I'm they were saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it looks amazing from what I can tell so far. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how that turns out. It's called To the Moon. Awesome. I'm in the play. Who are you playing? Well, what's your role? What's it about? It's, um, it's a surrealist comedy, sort of, I want to say existentialist, just about uh, our lives and our relationships with people. And it takes place in Manhattan. A very simple concept. There's a man selling tickets to some kind of Broadway show. And my character, just simply called Woman, walks up and starts having a conversation with him. Kind of won't leave him alone. But it's like, what do you do when you throw these two characters together that are very oh. different? Oh, That sounds so awesome. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. The one play I really want to see now, I've been hearing nothing but good things about it, is Grey House. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard it's good. It's supposed to be scary and all of that stuff. But again, going into the city, uh, I'll wait for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary, it was an absolute blast having you on. And again, this is just part one. I do feel we like to call repeated guests um, repeat offenders. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, all of Mary's social media links will be in the description when this episode goes up and we will tag her. Do not hang up when I give our call if you like to do a wrap up with the guest. Again, thank you so much, Mary, for being with us today. Everybody, like we say each and every week, remember, Support our troops.